You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Julie Larson Brisher, Science and Technology Editor for Meeting Place Magazine. Welcome to Episode 38 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking cutting-edge meat cutting and packaging and electrostatic intervention technology with Chris Williams, General Manager of Pineland Farms Natural Meats. Located in New Gloucester, Maine, Pineland Farms Natural Meats is a major regional player in the high-end natural beef category. With 38 employees and annual sales approaching $100 million, the company slaughters about 35,000 of its never-ever natural cattle each year. That means cattle raised with no antibiotics, hormones, or fed animal byproducts. In March 2020, Pineland opened a 16,000-square-foot state-of-the-art meat-cutting and packaging facility known by its acronym, The CAP, where the processor produces a variety of products, including case-ready steak and ground beef, holiday roasts, smoked, cooked, and deli meats, and more. As general manager, Chris has oversight of all aspects of producing more than 100,000 pounds of manufactured goods per week. He designs and implements all phases of processing and packaging of Pineland's raw, intact, non-intact, and ready-to-eat beef, pork, lamb, and poultry. Chris played a key role in the layout design and construction of Pineland's CAP facility, including the purchase and implementation of all equipment for processing, packaging, and shipping. He also developed the processor's USDA-approved food safety systems, including HACCP, Listeria Control, and Food Defense. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Chris. I'm happy to have you as a guest on the podcast today. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to learning more about the CAP and the cutting-edge technology Pineland Farms has got going on in the new facility. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to share our experience with your audience. And I know I've definitely learned a lot from the Meeting Place community over my time in the meat industry, and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, let's dive right in then. Can you give us a little background on what prompted Pineland Farms to construct the CAP facility? Of course. Pineland Farms started as a natural beef company that focused on raising beef cattle and uh, producing it for boxed beef for its consumers. We've been doing that as a company since around 2005. And around 2017, there was a notion that it would be a good idea to have more case-ready products available and really be able to take our business to the next level. The company decided that we were going to produce a plant that was able to fulfill our customers' needs and also help them along the way with their shortage of staff. There's a lot of retailers that are doing away with butcher space. It's expensive to run. Certainly skilled staff is tough to come by from time to time and depending on which market you're in. And we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to help those customers, not with just the box beef, but with the cut steak that's retail ready, portion cuts that are you know barcoded and scannable and 
ready to go to the consumer and something that you can just take out of the package and put on the shelf. That was really important. And it was certainly difficult as a company to try and grow, relying on other producers to do some of your smaller runs or products. So, Chris, when you arrived at Pineland Farms as general manager, what kinds of planning was in place for this cap facility? The company had really just kind of determined that they wanted to move forward with the project and to produce facility that was able to do these cuts and whatnot. And there was a general layout. There was a building in place that we were going to convert on the Pineland Farms campus. But there was really just kind of this conceptual design in people's heads of what they were looking for as maybe an end result, a cut steak in a package or a ground beef package or patties or whatever. And it was really you know, on myself and my team to put together a plan to get from conceptual design to actually making this thing a reality to where we were able to produce all of these items and get them out onto the retail shelves. So were you put in charge of sort of that conceptual design, moving it forward into an actual design and putting together, you know, how you would implement based on the footprint you guys had? Yeah. I mean, in large part, I certainly had a ton of help from industry experts to construction companies and designers and whatnot. But there was a whole team of us that really made this thing come together when it was said and done. I'm going to split it up. I'm going to split up cap into the cutting part and the packaging part. So first, I'm going to ask you about the cutting capabilities. So what were the main considerations when you were deciding on equipment or automated systems and technologies that would be installed? And are you achieving the performance and production goals you anticipated? As far as achieving our performance goals, we definitely are. It's always nice to fill up a plant and uh, get to some level of high performance. We do have about half our capacity filled at this time for one shift, and we have the opportunity to add a second shift if we need it down the road. But as far as efficiencies go, I mean, our team has really grabbed the ball and run with it and gotten extremely efficient considering the volume that we're doing. What volume did you start at? And after CAP got up and running this last year, how much are you producing now versus before you had the CAP? That's an interesting question. So as you noted in the intro here, we opened in March of 2020. And we're recording this in September of 2021. And this plant opened on March 2nd of 2020. And... Two weeks after our open was the massive hysteria for the coronavirus in the U.S. And, you know, that weekend of the 13th, 14th, 15th of March of 2020 was really when, you know, the shelves went bare at the grocery stores and people were staying home. And there was this complete change in our world, really from that point. And you have to imagine, you know, I'm standing here with a ton of new equipment, you know, millions of dollars worth of new equipment and investment, and everyone is told to go home. 
everyone in, in the country is told to go home. And we had a crew of people that we all came in every day. We never ended up shutting down. And honestly, that kind of kickstarted our success, right? Because what happened was we started at zero. We had no customers when we opened this facility. You know, the company didn't have a cut stake program. We had little bits and things that were done by different producers throughout the eastern part of the U.S. But there were no customers for our products because our products never existed. So jump into pandemic mode and all of a sudden the shelves go bare and buyers are scrambling to find any product that they can to fill their shelves and fill their needs. And it really kind of jump-started our program because all of a sudden on comes this producer in Maine that has all this capacity and ability to cut retail product and get going. And, you know, our trajectory for the first few months was almost vertical, right? It was very, very steep. And ultimately in the beginning, the pandemic probably in some weird way helped us, believe it or not. And that's difficult to think, but it really forced people to try and buy whatever they could because the normal stuff was not on the shelf. And here comes Pineland with, you know, great steaks and roasts and grinds that are retail ready and we can just throw them on our shelves. And so many customers said, great, we'll take it. Right. Well, would you say that I'm sure that you're more highly automated now than you were previously as well with all new builds? So does that automation help or enhance? Because you've got 38 employees and, you know, everybody in the nation's talking about worker shortage, no matter what industry you're in, really. But it's been a long term problem for the meat industry, you know, prior to COVID even. So would you say that, I mean, it feels like you guys had some sort of crystal ball, you know, <laughs> that, you know, putting in a very efficient lines that are more automated and that that probably enhances sort of the worker, you know, the human interaction experience too. From a uh, definitely. It definitely did. I mean, that somehow, you know, this whole plant came online for us at a pretty good time. And Having the ability to have a lot of kind of automation and run product at the pace that we can with the number of people that we can is really, it's quite important to our success because, yeah, it's, we're in kind of a rural part of Maine and it's not like, you know, there's a fairly small town up here and it's not like there's all these butchers and meat cutters and fabricators that are just kind of hanging out waiting for someone to build a, a meat plant in their town. I know that you were the first meat processor in the country to install this new electrostatic antimicrobial intervention technology. Can you talk a little bit about why Pineland selected this food safety sanitation tech and what it does, what are its advantages and how's it working so far? Sure. So when we we're in the design phase here. One of our largest customers is a giant retailer, and we wanted to do ground beef product for them. And I spoke with their head of food safety, and they told me that there is a requirement that 
we had done no research on, we didn't know anything about for some form of intervention to any ground product at the grinder. And we were planning on doing a bunch of ground beef for this customer at our new plant. That's great when you're talking about subprimals and and bigger cuts and whatnot, but you know, we, we own the whole animal. So we have a bunch of trim and a bunch of just different smaller bits that come off the carcass that we needed to use in our ground beef model. Right. And as luck would have it, I'm kind of pondering this question and walking around a trade show one day. And I happened to come across a gentleman with Burko that I'd known for a long time. And I said, Hey, I have this problem. You guys do a lot of intervention technology. Do you have any suggestions for me? And he said, well, we're working on this new electrostatic tumbling system that you can run trim through and it runs at line speed and it's really efficient, but it's still in a design phase and it's still this, you know, kind of project that we're working on and we haven't really gotten it to a marketable point. And I said, I'll take one. And he kind of looked at me and I said, I said, listen, I want to be the first person to get this thing and we're willing to work with you on it. We're willing to kind of be the guinea pig. This is going to fundamentally change my business. And it's something that we really have to figure a way to get in place. And the way that this thing works is that it's essentially a tumbling system that meat passes through and it sprays an intervention liquid, we use proxy acidic acid, and it negatively charges it using electrostatic technology so that as the meat tumbles, it coats the entire surface of the product. And you can do this at such a pace that you're able to keep you know, good speed going with your line, have good throughput, and achieve the results that you need for USDA compliance, for just general food safety. You know, food safety is one of the things that we've spent almost the most amount of money on here because it's the most critical. You know, we talk about our product is beef at its best, and it's hard for me to support beef at its best if I'm not really sure that the product I'm giving the customer is safe. It has to be safe, right? It has to be the best product you can get, the safest product you can get, and something that you're going to go back for and you're going to be happy to serve your family. And introducing this technology was just something that gave us that extra kind of step and leg up. And yeah, it satisfied my customer, but at the same time, it satisfied me and it satisfied our company because now we were able to give this product an intervention that we wouldn't have been able to. And we were able to really kind of look ourselves in the eye and say, we did everything that we possibly can for this ground product. Well, what's next for Pineland Farms Natural Meats in terms of your continuous improvement goals for the cat facility? Because I know you're going to be developing new products and markets for those products. Yeah, we're definitely working on some new products. I think that as far as new products go, things that are kind of like a quick cook for the home 
Cook are definitely going to be coming up. I think that's going to become big in the industry as well because, you know, people that just don't have the time that they used to. And there's been a lot of talk around meal kits and things like that. And, you know, we're not a meal kit company by any stretch of the imagination. But if I can offer someone a product that is, you know, essentially seasoned and sauced and ready to go and you can just toss it in a pan and add some, you know, vegetables and rice or whatever and come up with a great meal for your family, that also stays in line with our natural and never ever and whatnot. And we don't put, you know, fillers or anything like that in it. That's really the direction that I think that we're headed from a product standpoint. We're not going to reinvent the wheel with strip steaks and ribeyes and tenderloins. I just, it's just not something that I think the, the customer is going to really demand a different cut strip steak or a different cut tenderloin. But that stuff will never go away. The hand trimming and the getting cut steaks to customers, that stuff's going to stay a constant, but it's going to be how you evolve and change as a company and develop new products like this kind of quick serve notion that will really kind of drive the customer to your product. The other thing that we're really taking a strong look at is adding more automation. We talked about labor shortages. Labor shortage is an issue now. It's been an issue for years. It'll be an issue in years. And the more that you can add robotics and automatic loading and transferring product and whatnot, that's going to be key. Well, I know I was going to ask you too, when you were talking about seasoning and so forth, I know that you are a trained, well, certified chef in your background. I wouldn't say certified. Well, certified, (laughs) certifiable. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But I was wondering how much do you get into product development at Pineland? A ton. We actually put in a full restaurant style test kitchen up here. Grills, fryers, convection ovens, gas range. The thing is like a little, it's ready for a chef that's far more skilled than I am to come in and cook up and just like open up their own restaurant. But the idea was that, you know, we could take product that we're producing and recreate the restaurant or the home environment in our facility and give us some kind of sense of, you know, is this really going to work for people or does it just look cool when we run it off the line and nobody's going to buy this because it's just not what they're looking for. So as far as development goes, yeah, that's me and my team and everyone pitches in. We sit down every week and talk about new ideas and new products and what are you seeing in the marketplace? What flavors do you like? What have you cooked this week? And just talk about how we might be able to implement some of that into our own production here. Thanks, Chris, for taking the time today to talk with us at Meeting Pod. And listeners, you can find out more about Pineland Farms Natural Meats and its range of fresh whole muscle boxed beef, case-ready options, and value-added items for retail and food service at pinelandnaturalmeats.com. Or check out our May 2021 company profile feature, a tip of the cap, to learn more about Pineland's Never Ever Cattle and its cutting-edge beef cutting facility. That story is available online in the digital version of Meeting Place magazine. 
And please do visit our website at meetingplace.com to access our technical article archives and podcasts to get more smart manufacturing advice first published in our Industry 4.0 Connect newsletters. Thanks again, Chris, and a tip of my cap to you for taking the time to talk with us today. Well, thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today. Remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Altmate magazines on social media or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meet.net.